We got comic books and comics news, comics insights and reviews, comics girls and comics dudes, sipping on some freshly brewed. Cause it's comics and coffee, coffee. starting your day out the nerdy way. Comics and coffee, comics and coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. I am Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Mara Wood. I'm back. <laughs> this is OG Comics and Coffee right here. So, so weird. It's very weird. Very, very weird. Uh, Nikki is, uh, well, first we want to say happy birthday to Nikki, because yesterday was her birthday. Um, and then today she is graduating, so uh, congratulations as well. But she will be back next week. But I have a very competent co-host to help me out for this week off for Nikki. Uh, don't don't, don't let me down, Mara. Don't let me down, Mara. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it meant to be a bigger compliment, but I don't know what happened. It got away from me in the, in the middle of it. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> so, Mara, how are you doing? Doing fine. This is um, first day off for me, so I'll have two days off a week because school is closed, and um, I am wrapping up a paper on feminist icons in Star Wars and importance of representation and, and things like that in media. And I was like, it's due on Monday, <laughs> or it's due to the editor on Monday, and uh, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, I can watch another episode of Clone Wars. I got time. Let's uh, rewatch all of Outlander, and then you know. I will so. say you you are always always working and always doing school stuff, but it seems to me like you um, your school stuff is the same stuff that you would write on your own time. Yeah, actually, um, I work very hard to make that possible. <laughs> I dig my heels in a lot. I'm like, I'm not writing about anything other than comics. And uh, it That's works. a really good thing, though. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I think everybody wishes they could do something like that. Um, so so um, what books did you read so far this week, Mara? Anything? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I've got my, my trusty list that I, I check off as I go in my spreadsheet where I keep track of everything that... I mean, I've got Big Con Job, number four, Harrow County, number two, uh, Rebels, Gotham Academy, Black Science, Chrononauts, Descender, Injection, Mantle, Saga, Star of Walking Dead, Kanan, 1602, Angela, Witch Hunter, and Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps. Oh, and Rachel Rising. Forgot to check you, out. You read all of those already? This week, yes. Wow, Mara. You've been busy. Well, I keep, I keep a very strict comics reading schedule as well. Otherwise, I never get through it. Right. So what, uh, what was your favorite thing so far? Um, let's see. I really, of course, Kanan. I mean, come on. Um, but Chrononauts. I read a couple of pretty negative reviews of Kanan. Uh, you can go sit on a broom or something. <laughs> I still like strong that. words, Mara. <laughs> strong words. Um, I, also, I was pleasantly surprised by Angela Witch Hunter. Or Witch Hunter Angela, or, or whatever it's called. But mm -hmm. um, as usual, Rachel Rising gave me a lot of a lot of feels. Terry Moore, he's he's amazing. I don't know. 
if you're not reading Rachel Rising, people, you need to read it. It is hands down like one of the best comics coming out each month. I have, I have really, you know what? I, again, at some point, they sort of said it was going to be over, like at a certain <laughs> number, <clears throat> and it seems like they've kind of pulled back on that, and he, it just, it's just going, I guess, until he, he's done at this point, okay. which is great. But I kind of was like, okay, I'm just going to stop reading until it's done because it has a set number, and now it's not done, and now I feel like I've just like lost lost the thread like the momentum exactly exactly and i was like i'll just wait till it's all out and i'll read it all and then it's not happening so i'm i'm a little bit uh sad that i kind of dropped off of it yeah and you know i was wondering if it was going to be like a 60 issue book or a 40 issue book but i mean that 34 just came out this week and i can't imagine it ending at 40 for sure and I think that it's been in previews a couple more times. Like I know I've ordered it again recently. <laughs> but, yeah. um, Did you read, are you reading Secret Wars stuff? Yeah, I haven't read anything yet. I just got my books last night. Okay. So the only stuff I've read is Batman, um, which we're going to talk a little bit about, 41. And um, what else did I read? Oh, Gotham Academy. That's what else I read. Yeah. This week. Uh, I will say... Gotham Academy was still very good, but it felt more, more straight, like kitty than I think it's it's ever felt to me before. And I don't know I, why that is. I loved it. I I don't like Damian Wayne, but I like Damian Wayne in places where he shouldn't be. Mara, I'm just gonna <laughs> hang up this call on you right now. Did you really just say you don't like Damian Wayne? Well, I think the reason I don't like him is because I don't I don't read a whole lot of like Batman stuff, and I never read Batman and Robin and. Mm -hmm. You know, when he died, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. But mm -hmm. like my favorite issue of, of Batgirl is number 17, the Stephanie Brown run where he shows up and he's all. And I feel like my favorite issue of Gotham Academy is this one where he shows up too. So maybe I do like Damien Wayne and I just am in denial about it. But I love it when he just shows up in places where I don't think he should be. <laughs> well, he yeah, if you, like, if you like Damien Wayne showing up and making that specific face that you just made that, that he makes <laughs> exactly uh i think that you would like him in general because that's generally the way he is in everything that, that he's in um, just a little turd he is a little turd but that's what's so great about him is that he's a little turd except he is also a really big badass and pretty mm -hmm. awesome um and he's much less of a turd now than he used to be <laughs> he used to be much more of a turd and now he's He's a little bit nicer. He's a little bit of a, a, a kinder, softer Damian Wayne at this point. Um, but definitely, it's de it, I love that Damian Wayne was in it. I'm, uh, I guess a little disappointed that he's not going to be in it more. And that's not really a spoiler. I mean, it's kind of like a one-issue thing. But, the, but how they set it up in the last issue, I thought he was going to kind of be... Um, like a re recurring student or something like that? Yeah, exactly. And I guess it's a good thing that he's not because... You want those characters to be able to live on their own mm -hmm. and to kind of do their own thing. And having a Batman character in there, you know, that automatically is going to become kind of the character that people focus on the most, you know? Like, I love Gotham Academy, but as soon as they said Damian Wayne was in it, I was like, oh my god, I can't, I can't wait to read Damian Wayne. And it changed <laughs> from being like, I can't wait to read Gotham Academy until I can't wait to read Damian Wayne. So, mm -hmm. um, maybe it's a good thing that they... Yeah, they I think it's important for those, for those characters to have you know, they're new characters, they're, they're original creations. And I like the idea that 
you know, they're kind of loosely affiliated with, with Gotham and, and Batman, but they're still able to stand on their own. And like you said, if you threw Damian Wayne in there, yeah, it, it becomes yeah. less about them and more about Batman. Exactly. 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 So it's the only two things I've read. I've got a huge pile of stuff to read. It's actually right in front of me here. Um, let's see what else. I don't have a. I don't have a cool list like you, Mara. Uh, you got to keep organized. Yeah, you got to tell me about the spreadsheet. Like, how dedicated are you to updating it and keeping it all? Together? I. It's a Google Sheet, so I have access to it on my phone, computer, iPad, and um, looking at it right now. And basically, I'm at three hundred and ninety-five. Single issues, graphic novels, and manga. So I really should have just spread it out to the individual issues, but I wasn't thinking when I started it. But I keep track of what issue I've read, the series, the writer, the artist, whether or not they're male or female, the date I started, the date I finished, um, the year it came out, the publisher, and then um, whether or not it's paper or digital. And part of the paper versus digital is me trying to keep track of, you know, I'm research-minded. I like to know, you know, what do I naturally gravitate towards? What do I read most of? And it seems like it's actually digital mm. since I started actually counting and keeping track of things. Well, as we can see from behind you, Mara, you obviously are all digital. <laughs> no physical stuff. Yeah. It's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> a lot of a well, it depends on your point of view. I think it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, so I wouldn't it's, say it's bad, but it is a lot of of hardcovers behind you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Batman Gotham Academy. Uh, let's see what else I got. Injection, Ooh, uh, yes. which I'm very excited for. I really loved the first issue. Uh, Saga uh, and uh, Descender. Uh, That's Harold. a great series. Yeah, I uh, I haven't again. I haven't read almost any of these yet, but uh, Harrow County, like you mentioned before, number two. Um, I'm trying to run through all the not-Marvel stuff first. Uh, <laughs> Constantine Hellblazer, which I'm very excited. Uh, Riley Rossimo is the artist. Ming Doyle and James Heinen, which that's how you say his name. It's Heinen. Okay, um, yeah. I learned that this week, past weekend. Uh, writing. Earth to Society. Detective Comics, which is supposed to star... Renee Montoya, mm -hmm. so excited about that. Uh, All-Star Section 8 by Garth Innes. And uh, Starfire, Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor, uh, and Manuela Lupicino. I, I really want to read that one. I didn't put it on my list, and I haven't picked it up. I may have to go out and either grab it or get on Comixology. Mara, it, it is our hashtag TCBOTW. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. I mean, I like, obviously, I love Amanda Connor and Jenny Colliotti, but uh, Manuel Lupacino was doing the art on the last, like, six issues of Supergirl, and I really, really loved that, that run, so I'm excited to see that. And then I do have some Secret Wars tie-in stuff. I have Weird World, uh, which I'm really excited to read, actually. Jason Aaron, Mike Del Mundo. Um, let's see. 1602, Witch Hunter Angela is the, is the, is the full title, <laughs> which I'm also excited about. Um, Stephanie Hahn's on the art, and she just does gorgeous stuff. Uh, Marvel Zombies, which I heard actually got very good reviews. Uh, Cy Sparrier and Kev Walker. And then uh, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, obviously. Yeah. Uh, are the Secret War stuff I've got. And then I've got three non-Secret War stuff. Silver Surfer, Spider-Gwen, and Silk. Um, yes. You know, uh, do you use Marvel uh, Unlimited? 
I do use Marvel Unlimited, yes. Okay, so I'm trying to get to the point where, you know, kind of like looking through books and because, you know, what we, what we buy is what gets published more. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this weird dance of what's my actual budget, what books do I want to see more of, where can I read them elsewhere and things like that. And I think Spider-Gwen and Silk are, are two books I'm going to do on Marvel Unlimited, which I'm kind of upset about, but um, it's just, you know, sometimes your list just gets too long. And you're like, well, I can trade weight them. I can do Marvel Unlimited. You know, they have, they seem to have a big enough fan base that it's safe to do that for. And so. Are going to keep buying Wonder Woman? Well, hey, the annual was not bad. It was not bad. <laughs> it wasn't perfect. It, it was closer to my Diana than it has been for a long time. So, you know. I said this on the missus and I'll say it again. Maybe Meredith Finch is starting to get it. Maybe she's starting to get into the character and get into the groove and figure out how to write her. So maybe. Uh, Bob also had good things to say about it on, uh, on talking comics. So, and he was upset that he wasn't the first one who got to talk about it as being pretty good. <laughs> so he was upset that you got the first chance to talk about Bye. it, but <laughs> um, so, so yeah, no, I, I'm excited about the, the, the pull. I got to really just bear down. And the, the past couple weeks have been really huge with all, like, the relaunches and the Secret War stuff. So I've got to really um, bear down and, and, and get on it, or I'm going to end up uh, falling way, way behind. And mm -hmm. the pile of, I haven't read them yet, will start to be bigger than the pile of that of I have read them. Yeah. Um, and I already kind of cheated, because what I try to do is I try to, like, if I don't read something in a week, I try to set it aside and not put it away and then make sure I read it like the next week or hopefully the next time an issue of that series comes out. But the pile of, I haven't read these yet, got so big that eventually <laughs> I was just like, I've just got to put them away. I've got to, I've got to stash them and, <laughs> and, and not so feel, feel so bad about it. So those are away. And now I have a new pile of stuff I haven't read. And now it's even worse because now I'm like, Oh, I haven't read these, but, now I have to go back into the boxes and find the ones before this that I also haven't read, which means I'll never read them. You know, that seems like a common dilemma for comic book readers. Yeah. We keep buying, but we don't read them all. <laughs> yeah, because like, and, it, and it's like the series that I'm not, I don't, I'm not reading because I just haven't been that into, I'll drop them in a second. But there are some series like that I just love that for some reason I just, like I, I one week I was too busy Mm -hmm. So I, I missed it, and then I didn't remember that I hadn't read it until the, the next issue came out. It happened with the with the uh, the X Men books, with oh. all new and uncanny, and those come out like two a month. And honestly, I don't even remember the issue, the last issue I read. Like I couldn't tell you the number of the last issue I read. <laughs> I need a handy dandy spreadsheet. Uh, I'm telling you to let me know. It's it's the best thing, and I, I keep track of my TV shows that way, too. Mm. And uh, You are a very studious person, Mara. I, I take my entertainment very seriously. I, I, can, I can definitely see that. Um, so, yeah, the one book I did really read was the first thing I read when I got my books last night was Batman. And um, this is, like, the new status quo for Batman. So this it's not a spoiler anymore, but if you are trade waiting batman or you're not you're trying to say you're trying to stay away from it you might not you might not want to know this if somehow you've avoided it by now but um jim gordon 
is is Batman now. Uh, and some stuff happened. I won't spoil exactly what happened at the end of Endgame, but um, some stuff led to the fact that that Jim Gordon needed to take to take over the mantle. And it's a little bit different situation, right? It's uh, there's a company, uh, Powers Incorporated, that is um, creating like a new Batman, and and they they've been training cops, and and they want someone to take up this mantle, and that's why you see that big mechanical suit uh, on all the covers and stuff like that. And uh, Jim is in, and they and they choose Jim because he's just he knows the city best, and he's the right person. That's what that's what they say. And so this first issue this is the first time we've actually seen him in action, um, and it's a very interesting thing to to read a Batman book where not only is Bruce not Batman, but none of the Bat family are are, are Batman because obviously there have been other Batman and other people have taken over, but no one like Jim I think has ever really been Batman before, and. and my hope for the series is that much like when Brew Baker did the death of Captain America, th- this will be really a, a a kind of highlight on what makes Batman so special, because Batman is, isn't there. Um, mm-hmm. Mara, you're not you don't read Batman, right? I tried during Death of the Family, mm-hmm. and I used to read uh, Gail Simone's Batgirl, so I got a little bit of you know the tie-ins and things like that that way. But I don't know why I don't read Batman to be honest, because I follow Greg Capullo on Twitter and I'm always like staring at his artwork and it's pencil work and I love it. And I mean, I was reading American Vampire back when Stephen King was attached to it. And so, and Witches is great. And I, I don't know. I don't know. And I have it all. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's right there. <laughs> I buy it every week. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, it's great. And I love, I mean, I love him trying stuff out and trying to be different. And I, um, I'm excited to see where it all goes. And what I really like is that I don't know if it's just because he's been writing the book for so long or, you know, now he has the freedom to do whatever he wants or whatever, but there's been a certain amount of, and it started a little bit in zero year, but it, and it, and it, and it crops up every once in a while. There's a certain amount of irreverence that's kind of crept into his, into his work in, in a lot of ways. He seems to be having a little bit more, fun with with what's going on mm-hmm. and there's some specifically things in this issue where he's kind of referencing uh, other looks of batman and uh the you know the designer of the new suit is like going through like he can change like the colors and and like the stuff on the suit very quickly and he has little templates and they're like little like smile like little emoticons that that represent what each one is <laughs> and it's like the dark knight returns one and there's like a it's a really like, sad <laughs> like angry emoticon and then there's like 60s batman it's a very happy emoticon and then there's like grant morrison you know batman of zur and R, uh batman and it's like a like a emoticon that looks crazy so there's all this kind of stuff that 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 is like very irreverent which i really like that he, he seems to be going for all of a sudden and so all that put together makes me pretty happy for see what the future is going to be mm-hmm. well he's been writing this for like four years now it's a little over, I think it's like three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah, you probably get bored after a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie, but I mean, I feel like with, with a lot of these superhero stories, you have to keep things a certain, a certain way. Um, like things really can't change too much because the next person has to come through and, and tell a different story. It's not like um, those indie books where, like in Saga, where anyone could die at any time. 
Um, and, you know, you're just trying to shake things up. And I was reading an article about it um, saying that, you know, he, Batman will come back. I mean, Bruce will come back. He always does. Finds a way. It's true. You know, if it's time travel, he'll be back. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those things where you just enjoy the story while, while it's going on right now. And, you know, I, I don't understand why people would be, I was trying to see, like, I mean, it makes sense to me. I guess I'll say that. As someone who isn't reading Batman, it makes perfect sense to me for this to be um, a storyline right now. Yeah, and, and, and it's an interesting choice, like not having it be a Robin or a Batgirl or a whoever take over the mantle, I think is a very interesting choice um, and, and one that was unexpected. And, and so he's never let me down in, in any of the stories that he's done, so I'm very much willing to go along with, with, what, with what he's got and what he's going to do. You know, um, the Batman that I used to read pretty regularly was the Dick Grayson one. Yeah. I was all over that. That was pretty cool. And Damian Wayne was in it, too. He was. He was the Robin in that. I, I thought he was a little snot, to be honest. But... <laughs> he, a, he was a little snot. You said, like, it's a bad thing, Mara. No, no, it's pretty funny. But I love the Dick Grayson Batman, because he's just sitting there in the, the cow just going. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, when Grant Morrison uh, did that, when he decided to do that, make that team of, of, of Grayson as Batman and um, Damian as Robin, he said... The thing he wanted to do was inverse the usual dichotomy between the two characters, which is that usually Robin's kind of like the happy-go-lucky um, positive one, and Batman is the dark brooding one. And with, with Dick and Damien, it's flipped, right? Mm -hmm. Damien is this dark, serious, angry character, and Dick is this kind of like pretty much well-adjusted, happy dude who just happens to, you know, like to punch criminals in their faces. Yeah they get out of line which i thought was a really cool twist for them to do um, it worked it worked oh it totally worked and i wasn't reading i wasn't reading comics regularly when that when that happened and, and hearing it as an outsider i was like who cares if bruce if bruce isn't batman i don't care about the book that was like kind of my feeling as an outsider and then going back and reading them um after the fact i, I loved it and i thought it was mm -hmm. such a great move for, for them to go with did you ever play Nerd Trivia, like the Twitter game? The no, app? I have not. Oh, it's amazing. But they, they send out, like every hour on the hour, they send out a, a question, and you get points based on how difficult the question is and everything. But the one season of the, the series, um, they had asked a question like, who is Batman? It was like an easy like five-point answer. But the time that they asked the question was when Dick Grayson was Batman. So of course I was like, oh, Dick Grayson, and type it in, and they're like, wrong you are so wrong disputed that by the way and i got should. my points I was like, everyone yeah, I'm glad. yeah everyone who's answering bruce wayne is actually wrong <laughs> he he was batman he yeah. isn't batman he's not batman right now. and that would be the same as of right now mm -hmm. if they asked that same question i remember i was uh we used to do bar trivia a lot we used to go to bar trivia a lot and uh Bob and I were at a trivia in uh and the 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 runner asked what what race is Spock? And uh Spock for the know is half human, half uh Vulcan. Mm -hmm. And so now this is this is kind of being a little bit like snob nerdy, 
like we wrote human just so she'd mark it wrong so we could go up there and be like well actually <laughs> but we did uh, that's awesome she was like all, she was kind of like all right nerds like that's kind of like what her reaction was to the our, our doing that. ask uh, that question yeah, that's like you're running a trivia night i was like this is what you this is what you expect uh, all all that matters in trivia is whether it's right or wrong there's mm -hmm. no there, there is nothing else when it comes to it um uh Milena on Twitter asked, what do you guys think of the bunny suit Batman? Do you think it'll stay for long? She said, I hope not. Um, you know, I, I think that if you're not reading the story, um, just the design, I think, is a little off-putting. But if you read the story, uh, there are aspects to it and facets to it um, that I think really make it work in, in a story sense. And um, I'm willing to kind of go with, go with what, whatever is going to happen because... It does seem like the bunny suit is sort of like an exoskeleton, and he will be in and out of it, and he has more kind of a more traditional-looking Batman suit uh, mm -hmm. as well. So. It reminds me of manga. Like, yeah. So you must love it then, Mara. I was like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> I might be reading Batman again. <laughs> it's got a very, like, mech type of look to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Mara, we were worried about filling time. It's almost our show is almost over, and we talked about one thing. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, we had we had one more question, um, and that was um, from Damian Wins, and he has it's a two part question. Okay. Uh, he says, "Should I feel bad for not loving a force, and how do I get past the on the nose names on, of the DC universe?" And I, I asked for clarification, and he says, "You know, one's like." Cyborg, who's a cyborg. Ice, who shoots ice. Fire, who has fire powers. He says, I know Marvel ju ju is just as silly, really, but I really struggle with the DC ones for some reason. Um, so first part of the question, Mara, should he feel bad for not liking A-Force? Mm -mm. Really shouldn't. And, you know, if that's kind of the cool thing about comics is that there's something out there for everyone. And A-Force is loved by certain people. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. And that's fine. Um, I liked it. It was. I thought it was basically written for me. And if you don't like it, that's. There's nothing wrong with that. There's something else out there for you to read. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you shouldn't feel bad about not liking anything. Mm -hmm. um, it's not really. You know, it. It. it in, in the end, in the end, it's comic books. And if you don't like them, it doesn't really. It doesn't really say anything about you as a person. No. Um, no. It's cool. Yeah, it's totally cool. I mean, the, the only issue is if you go out there and, and you're like vehemently and you're venomous about two people who do like it, then <laughs> then that's that's a problem. Yeah. But if you don't like something, it's totally fine. Oh. Totally fine. Um, you know, we 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 on this show and all our podcasts and everything, we get very deep into why we like and don't like things. For a normal person, you don't doesn't that doesn't really need to be that. You can just say, "Hey, I don't like this thing," and move on. That's, yeah. that's a totally fine thing to do. If you want to look deeper and ask yourself why you don't like it, you know, if it's because of the story, if it's because of the art, if it's because of there's just some stuff you don't like, or you know, you just you're just not feeling it. Totally cool. If there's other reasons why, and maybe they say maybe they say something more about like, you know, biases or something like that, then that's something you have to figure out for yourself. But whether you like it or not, doesn't really you shouldn't feel bad about not mm -hmm. liking a book because other people like it. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and the same thing goes, if you like something that other people don't like, you also shouldn't feel bad about it. Uh, I think that's where a lot of like the, the fights happen, 
uh, 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 <laughs> on the internet is that people feel like if somebody doesn't like the thing that they like, that for some reason they don't deserve to like it or something. Yeah. And that's not true. Just like what you want to like. And then if other people don't like it, that's cool too. Like, just like, just move on. As far as the silly name thing go, I mean, I think if you don't like silly names, then you should probably stop reading comic books. Well, so, at least the superhero ones, because... Yeah, see, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Superman. Sorry. I mean, if you think about it, like, Superman, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. Batman. I mean, there's a lot of, like, just... They're so, like, part of our culture now that we can say them without, like, smirking or anything like that. But, I mean, all superhero names are just kind of... Really? Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and he says, you know, obviously he likes Marvel more, so the Marvel stuff doesn't seem to bother him. And I think that's just what it is. The stuff that you're used to, the stuff that you're interested in, um, just it doesn't... I always say that everything has faults. It's just whether or not you care about them or not. Mm-hmm. So if you don't care about the Marvel names and you care about the DC names, then just, like, don't read the DC books then. If it, mm-hmm. if it bothers you enough that it takes you completely out of it and, and, you, and you can't read it. Um, but the, I mean, the Marvel roster is no less ridiculous um, as, as far as the names go. Um, but I, I think that um, I, I think that you just have to have to take it for what it is and have fun with it. And you have to think too about the fact that, and it's not like the reason why you should like them, but a lot of those DC villains um, and heroes came first. And so they didn't really have any like roadmap for when they were naming them. And they had no designs on the fact that they would be around in 75 <laughs> years. When they, I, 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 I seriously doubt when Bob Kane and Bill Finger created Batman, they were like, oh, in 75 years, this character will be like the highest grossing and most popular character that has probably ever been invented in modern fiction. Like that would, they, have, they would never have thought that. So when they're naming things, some character Batman and Catwoman and stuff like that, they're not thinking about that. Um, we get used to it, and that's that's part of it. But man, yeah. it's gotta be hard coming up with superhero names, to be honest. Well, yeah, you I mean look what Bendis did right with the X Men. There's like that Gold Balls guy. Gold Balls, yes. Who <laughs> was an awesome character, right? Um, <laughs> it's like the best superhero name, Gold Balls. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that I think a part that's Bendis partly saying, right? Like, um, you know, obviously it's ridiculous naming superheroes. <laughs> And the way they kind of named them in the past, like, there might have been a character named Gold Balls, you know, because of the way they named heroes in the past. And I think that's fine. Like, I'm referencing Bennett's again, like, when he created Jessica Jones, right, there, there's, there, there is no, like, really, like, superhero alias mm-hmm. for, for that character. She was a former superhero who just went by her first name, her, her real name. So mm-hmm. it, it's tough when you create new new heroes, I think, in, to, to do that stuff. But, yeah. you know, it's, I like it when it's somewhat ridiculous. Like it has to have some amount of ridiculousness to it. Or why are why are we writing char- stories about characters who wear, you know, co- colorful costumes and jump off of buildings? Yeah. Like I I don't I don't need them to be in that way serious. Like the character. Like I, when I read a book and my best time in a book, even if it's wholly ridiculous, I want it to have some sort of character and story integrity because you can do something that's ridiculous and still have character and story integrity oh yeah um but the what who, what they're named and what they what they look like and all that stuff like i want them to be fanciful and crazy like people in dark t-shirts and and, and you know dark pants like that's not that's not fun to me 
you know, it, it, sure, it might be what things look like in real life. It might be more serious, but like I get enough of real life in real life. I want things when I read superhero comics, especially not the indie stuff. The indie stuff can be, I, I like to be a little bit more, um, not like to be a little more, but I can, I, I accept it more for some reason when it can be a little more down to earth. But in superhero stuff, I want the stories to have resonance and meaning. And, and I always like reference back to Buffy, which would, would do these ridiculous storylines, but like deal with real issues inside these ridiculous storylines. Um, that's what I want to see in superhero comics. I don't want to see stuff that just looks like what I can look when I look outside my window. Yeah. And there was one time where I was really into like drawing for a while. Like, like I was really into drawing and I was looking through um, this book on like manga styles and things like that and was reading about character design. And in the book they said, where else are you going to be able to have a character with pink hair? Just do it. Just have one with like bright yellow hair. Why not? It's a book. It's a comic book. Um, it makes sense on page. And who cares if it doesn't look good in real life? Because of the way that, you know, the presentation of the visual media, um, things like that stand out. And it draws your attention to the character. And, you know, that's how we get yellow spandex. And, you know, it's ridiculous. And it doesn't translate well to other media. But in comics, it's perfect. Just yeah, like exactly. the name Wolverine. <laughs> exactly. Uh <laughs> And and uh, you know it's it's a it's a big tenant in animation as well, right? Like you have animated movies are generally not that long; they're an hour and a half. They generally have a lot of characters in them, and the way that you make the characters stand out to people is more by visual look than it is by even the way they're written. You know mm-hmm. that obviously enhances them and makes them fantastic characters. But um, and it's one of the reasons I heard I forgot what I was listening to. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, it might have been talking movies actually, where they talked about. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, right? And how George Miller had done, you know, Happy Feet and, you know, Babe and stuff like that. And how they seem so incongruous to what he does with Mad Max. But if you, if you, if you watch Mad Max, it's characters you don't get a ton of development for, but they all have super unique looks. They all have one or two very unique properties to them that make them stand out to you. And, you know, that stuff is very, it's very important in comics because... One of my biggest issues when I was reading comics that are more reality-based, um, and even superhero comics, is that sometimes when you, when it's not a movie, right? So in a movie, when it's an actor and a different actor, no matter how close they look to one another, you you're going to know the part. difference between them mm-hmm. because they're people, right? And you're going to—they have voices. They have, you have, automatically you have like a human connection with them, and you know that they're a person, and, you, and that you can tell them apart. In a comic book, if you have two characters or three characters in the first couple pages that all have dark hair and are all about the same build, it's confusing. And, and mm-hmm. you, I leave those books being like, I don't know, I, I kind of was confused for the first five pages about who anybody was. Yeah, and manga is really bad about that because it's all black and white too. Oh, true, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, um, I get confused so often. <laughs> <laughs> so when you have these big colorful characters with these crazy big names and, and they're very over the top, it's very easy to remember them. And like you were saying, Mara, it goes the other way too. And sometimes I think as comic book fans, we get bristly about when they bring things to other mediums and they don't take them exactly. They don't take the costume exactly. They don't think exactly how they look. And we're like, why didn't they do that? I guarantee you at some point in the process, they screen tested it and they tried it. And it, did, it, did, it looked silly uh, on screen and, and, and it just didn't work. And, and I think sometimes you need to have the guts to go ahead and even if you think it might look silly and do it, 
And I think Marvel has kind of proven that over over the years. You know, Iron Man basically looks like, looks like Iron Man. You know, they have Captain American costumes that basically look like Captain America. Mm-hmm. Thor looks like Thor, stuff like that. But you know, there's a reason Thor doesn't walk around in the movies wearing that helmet all the time. You know, yeah. like it looks cool for the couple of shots you see it in. Same thing with Loki. Loki's a little bit easier because he's a big theatrical villain, so it works more. But if Thor is sitting having a dramatic conversation with somebody and he's wearing a big winged helmet in a movie, it's not going to play the same way it plays in a comic book. Mm-hmm. And so you need it's a it's a balance, right? And I think that I think that silliness is I think being silly is important in visual design because it, it makes things memorable, it makes things iconic. Um, but I think that you have to balance it. Like anything mm-hmm. else, it's just a balance. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm okay with the silly names. I mean, they don't yeah, bother me too, me too much. Me too. I, I guess you know, part of it is grew up with it. So. Absolutely. Even ones I didn't, even ones I don't I didn't grow up with. Like, I mean, there ones. There's a character that Bob always talks about called the Wizard, which is that's a really <laughs> stupid name. A he's a bit, villain, yeah. so it doesn't even sound very imposing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but even ones I didn't grow up with, like Firestorm and stuff like that, like that's there's something special about the name Firestorm, but uh, or Killer Frost, but like, and they're very on the nose names for what they are, but they're they're very evocative. Like if I say Killer mm-hmm. Frost to you, you already know it's a bad guy or a bad woman, and they shoot some sort. They have some sort of ice power. You know that immediately, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um, Firestorm. You're not sure exactly what it is, but you're pretty sure something to do with heat, you know. Um, and so I, I think that I think that that's important in, in comics. But uh, we were going to talk about Nimona being option for a movie, yeah. which is really awesome. But we're already ten minutes over time, and I have to go to work, Mara. Yeah, and I have to actually go write some stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Nimona is going to be a movie, which is awesome. Uh, I want to say too. Uh, I think it's awesome that they cast Chris Hemsworth as the receptionist in the in the Ghostbusters movie. Ah, oh, man, <laughs> <laughs> that is really really cool. And I, I'm he's all I, I like this. I, Chris Hemsworth I think is trying to do like more comedy and something like that he's in the Vacation reboot or remake or reimagining or whatever the sequel, whatever the hell it is that's coming out. Uh, I think that's cool. It's really cool that he's playing like the Janine character from the first Ghostbusters movie. I like that a lot. And then. Um, I want to say, uh, very sad news, but Christopher Lee, uh, at the age of mm-hmm. 93, uh, you know, storied, I think he's done, I can't, it's, it's like hundreds of films, uh, world, but world record is what I read record, yes. for the most films appearing in. Yeah. And Dr- Dracula, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, um, are the ones that I, I know him from the most, um, but Age of 93, he passed away. Very, very sad, but he had an amazing, amazing career, amazing life. And uh, yeah, it's, it, he's one of those guys who I, very, very genre. And I, and I feel like for a long time, he was a cult actor. And then he's one of the biggest evidences of the way culture changed at a certain point, you know, and became someone that everyone, everyone knew, you know, everyone knew his face at a, at a certain point. And it uh, uh, just seems like an amazing guy. And such a so committed to the things that he loved and you know you know a geek he was a super geek before it was cool to be a super geek mm-hmm. um and and that's great and he will definitely be missed um so watch some christopher lee movies this weekend and uh, and, uh say goodbye to a, a legend um 
And that's going to do it for Comics and Coffee. If you guys want to get in touch with me, I am at Bobby Shortle on Twitter. Mara. At Mega Maramon. That's the first time I've seen, I've seen the, the saying of it in a very, very long time. Um, <laughs> if you want to reach us on Twitter, it's at Talking Comics. Uh, use the hashtag Talking Java if you want us to see it on um, Comics and Coffee. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week uh, with another edition of Comics and Coffee. Thank you for starting your day out the nerdy way with us. Have a great weekend. Cause it's comics and coffee. Comics and coffee. Starting your day out the nerdy way. Comics and coffee. Comics and coffee. Starting your day out the nerdy way.